I have a million points. Yeah. <laughs> I've been rooting for the unicorn to show up ever since I saw it on the whiteboard. There you go. Dead characters do not yield spin-offs. You are the Yoda of abdominal tumors. This is serious business. Greetings, Sherlock is back and has left us again, and this is serious business. My name is Kristen, and whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. I am here with Michelle, John, and Rob, and we're ready to sit around and make some deductions about the new series of Sherlock. So, let's just get started, and I'm going to start with John. John, how's it going? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going well, going well. All right, fantastic. Uh, so, my question for you. Mm -hmm. If you could have a mind dwelling, what, what sort of dwelling would it be? So, palace, bungalow? Hmm. I would imagine it would be sort of uh, Batcave-esque, <laughs> nice. sort of maybe subterranean, dark, you know, sleek, sort of like a, maybe like a, a Tron Legacy type vibe. Oh, nice. Lots wow. of black and white glowing machines with blue lights around, things like that. You've thought a lot about this, John. <laughs> yeah, I, well. just, I just came up with it. <laughs> well, that's nice. I like the design. I like the, the color scheme and everything. It's well thought yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, what are you drinking this evening? I'm drinking a pint of Samuel Adams White Lantern Lager. Gracious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and I guess to just move on to Michelle. Michelle, how's it going? It's pretty well, Kristen. All right. And uh, what sort of mind dwelling would you have? <sighs> That's a good question. I think I would have a mind retreat center. Oh. So, I think I would have like a big estate, but also access to the outdoors, probably a greenhouse so I can make any experiments or keep any plants or anything there. But space to space to run around, space to hide things, but space to relax as well. All right. I like it. And uh, what are you drinking this evening? I am drinking uh, black cherry sparkling seltzer. Oh, that sounds good. Refreshing. <laughs> Wait, I missed it. What's John's drinking? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sam Adams uh, White Lantern Lager. Oh, okay. Maybe it's, maybe so it's not a lager. There is booze involved here. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You forget who we are for a second. Yeah. I'm actually um, I'm actually drinking it in one of those tall pint glasses. Oh, nice. Like, uh, similar to what Sherlock and. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Hit, oh hit yeah. Just kind of cool. look like a. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed that the graduated those, cylinder. Yeah. Oh yeah, not beakers, graduated cylinders. Thank you, yeah. Doctor Michelle. Yeah, I think those sold out on one website. Really? And, and that seller has got to be so confused right now. <laughs> She's like, like why does someone care all of a sudden? It's like, just shush, we love you. So, Rob, Rob, how's it going? Mm, it's going pretty well. All right, and what mind dwelling would you have? Oh, mind dwelling. <sighs> Let me pick something like one of those really impressive like cathedrals. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. I really like I remember going into one in uh, New York actually. I can't remember which one, but it's very it leaves you at peace. You can get a lot of thinking done there. I'm gonna say that. Plus it's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh is it Saint John the Divine? The stained glass. Uh I don't know. Okay, well, I, mean, I think we have a, a few lying about the place, so. Uh -huh. But actually, uh, both yours and Michelle's answer reminded me that there are, like, different ways of using a mind palace. Like, some you use, kind of like Sherlock does, for, like, gathering information, and then 
Um, yeah. Others are like retreats where you're just like. Right. I think mine would be relax. more in the retreat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I. It's think... the world's scary. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what are you drinking this evening? Uh, I wanted to class it up for Sherlock, so uh, oh. I'm living a little bit of the high life right now. Nice. What's that? Mm-hmm. Uh, Miller High Life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I was gonna say you're classing it up. You saw the whole montage where they get completely plastered in two hours. I did, but I don't know. It doesn't feel Sherlocky, but <laughs> and you know, like, traditionally Sherlock. Someone um, took a screen grab or like they zoomed in on Sherlock's phone because you know he starts like timing when they go on this like whole you know pub crawl. And he's, like, doing it all scientifically. It's like, we need to have this many drinks this many hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you look on his phone, they start drinking at 7. So they are passed out on the stairs at 9 o'clock. <laughs> nice. Those freaking lightweights. Although John well, did slip him a shot. Yeah, I also figured that Molly might have intentionally miscalculated. Oh, that's awesome. That's what I, that's what I had interpreted as. Otherwise, because they drank a lot within those two hours, you saw his like blood alcohol level continue up and up and up and up. So they, they did hit a lot of murder bars in two hours. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so just very quickly, um, I think I'm going to combine the mind palace ideas, and I want like a mind library, which is probably cheating because <laughs> you can't check out other people's books in your mind palace. But uh, you know, just want like you know mahogany and big. Yeah. She leather chairs. So, mind library. Yeah. Yeah. I like the sound of that. And uh, I am not currently drinking anything because I just had like four glasses of sangria. Nice. I'm basically a wine bag at this point. I am <laughs> currently resemble a pitcher of sangria. So, like I said, we are talking about the third season of Sherlock. It's here finally. And it's in the US. The first two episodes are out in the US. The third is coming out this Sunday. It's already been out in the UK. So we're at various stages of seeing it. Just real quickly, Michelle, John, and I have seen all three episodes. Rob has seen the first two because he's all rule following, mm-hmm. illegal, and stuff. What are you talking about? We went to we went to the UK. That's right. And, yeah. And watched yeah, and watched all did. the episodes and then came back. Mm-hmm. Man, Jeff is going to be pissed for our airfare bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we filled him. We're going to expense that. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what we did. So no rule breaking here at This Is Serious Business. So just to start out, we're going to do general impressions. I was really looking forward to this season. I think I devoured them in a total of like less than six hours in between all of them (laughs) almost. I think that this season was good. It had some really high notes. And for the low notes that it had, they were not terrible it was just kind of a little bit less exciting than the really awesome parts so i think overall this was a really good season i think i might have even liked the season a little bit better than last season okay awesome so real fast what name one high point and one low point um (laughs) cat has an opinion i think some of the the second episode with the wedding seemed a little scattered to me Uh i think that that episode ran a little long and it felt it felt strained I also slightly get annoyed when I figure stuff out faster than Sherlock does. And so the whole who is the target, like, I thought of that. Oh, yeah. Did. So that was probably a low point. I think the high point, I actually really like the stuff with Mary. Good. So. I'm glad. John, what did you think? I actually had, like, a little rediscovery of Sherlock because the 
previous two seasons I had sort of seen here and there and I had watched them at night with a group and there may have been a few alcoholic beverages involved so <laughs> it was it was harder for me to stay awake and to stay like present throughout the episodes because they're so long there were times where I, where I would like nod out in some of the episodes and not totally follow the stories all the way through so I mean, I liked it, and then I was very, you know, on the fence about about the and not super excited about the new season. And I was gonna, I was gonna just be a be a sport for <laughs> the Tisby episode. And then um, I had wa- I hadn't watched the third episode of season two, so I got caught up on that. And then I I was like, this show's awesome. I, f- I forgot how great it was. Aww. And then I just burned through this season and it was I, I really really liked it. it was great that that warms the cockles so uh i mean i'm just gonna do the same thing I did with michelle uh could you name like one thing that you really liked and if there's one thing that you didn't like so much about the episode or episodes i don't know about one particular moment but what i liked the most was a lot of the stuff between just the the back and forth between Sherlock and Watson, mm-hmm. a lot of their little interplays, and I think the development of their uh, you know their partnership and their relationship and stuff. I liked all that stuff. And then least favorite parts probably the ending to the last episode, like the last I don't know fifteen minutes or so of that episode. Mm-hmm. Just I don't know. It's it, it's a like Moffat it's not- thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh yeah, that is de- yeah. You know, that's like, true. Oh yeah, that whole yeah. thing, like the whole. Whoops! Never mind. Just kidding. I mean, I don't watch Doctor Who, but everything I've heard about it seems like that's a whole. He also likes to like throw the mic down and walk away. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, also, I mean, the thing. Briefly, the thing that that rubbed me the wrong way was just that Moffat has a, a tendency to set things up and to sort of say like. This is it. This is the big ending. Like this is, there's no way out. And then this is, it's all over. And then he sort of like backtracks on it, and then undoes. Just kidding. It. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. And there's no, I don't know. He's got a problem with making consequence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially the very end of the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, uh, it, it just felt like a little bit of a cop out type Listen, ending. Listen, nobody's ever dead on TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. Really? No. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. All right. So, Rob, general impression? I was very much looking forward to how Sherlock survived the fall. <laughs> uh, Tough. During, during, the, yeah, during the gap in between the seasons. But uh, surprisingly enough, by the time I started watching the new episodes, and some credit goes to the way that they handled it, I didn't really care about that. So, I don't know. It feels uh, sort of goofier and a little faster and looser than the previous seasons. And I've laughed more at these episodes than, than previous seasons. So I, I like this new season quite a bit. That said, I'm not a diehard fan, so I can understand where the new tone is sort of maybe messing with some of the diehard Sherlockians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but as a casual fan coming into this new season, was a little skeptical, but it's been good. I've enjoyed myself quite a bit. Yeah, you keep IMing me about my show. <laughs> yeah, well, this is your show. <laughs> you say, your show got so good. I'm like, what? Well, it takes me a second, because I'm like, the podcast? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, I know, it's always been good. So, favorite thing, least favorite thing? 
Oh, God. Well, least favorite thing, I have to agree with John, because that subway bomb He wasn't talking about that. that. No, but that's Wait, that's actually a good point. That? That oh. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's that's oh, okay. well, I'm gonna, an example yeah. of, you know, yeah, what John's talking about. Oh, okay. Well, oh, okay. I'm I'm going to pick that, then. Um, that was sort of a dick move by the Sherlock character, and also sort of a dick move from the writer's room as well. It's mm-hmm. just sort of like, oh, oh, made you look, there's a switch. I feel like... Even if they were going for laughs, there could have been like a a better way to to handle that. So yeah, that didn't sit quite right with me. And now a high point, man. I really like drunk um, <laughs> Sherlock mind text. That uh, all, all the text work during that was great. So I wasn't expecting that at all. So unexpected, but a welcome surprise. That makes me happy because you really didn't like the text stuff. No, it sort of like doubles back on that because like. It's sort of making fun of it, so maybe it's, it's <laughs> scratching that itch in a way. Okay. So, yeah, so there you go. All right. I've been reading a lot of meta about this because I have a lot of mixed feelings about this episode. I agree with Michelle that there's, like, a lot of really great moments and then there's, like, a lot of troubling or just problematic or not cool things that just rub me the wrong way. So I'm, like, finding solace in the essays written about it. And actually the whole subway prank that Sherlock pulls at the end of the first episode I was like, wow, this is dickish even for you. Especially um, because it was coming right after he faked his death. and Yeah. You know, like, like, yeah, yeah. This is the time to stop fucking with John. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone made the case that what he's doing is creating a cover so that they can talk about the things that they need to talk about. Because John right. continually says, like, I'm not good at stuff like this. He, They are, like, such emotional infants that they need to have, like, a near-death experience to be able to say things like, I forgive you, I missed you. And so what Sherlock's doing, and people who've, like, gone back and, like, watched the timing on, like, when he starts fucking with him, is he's basically, and he's still manipulating him, it's still kind of shitty, but he's just getting them to be able to open up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that is actually one of my least favorite things about this season is that the focus shifts from John to Sherlock. The first two seasons are kind of John's point of view. And this season is very much inside Sherlock's head, literally. And so mm-hmm. the whole thing where like John continually saying, like, that's brilliant, that's amazing, and being very sycophantic doesn't really exist in this season. And so there feels like this distance. And hopefully that's something that's going to be resolved in the fourth season. Um, mm-hmm. But because the seasons are so short, it feels sad that their their friendship isn't the way that it was anymore. And also, just the way they're treating Greg Lestrade is driving me up the wall. Yeah. Yeah, because I love him, and he's just turning into a punchline, and Rupert Graves deserves more. But um, mm-hmm. but for all that griping, there's a lot of stuff that made me, like, snort laughter. I love Archie. Archie is the little kid in the second episode. Oh, oh right, yeah. And, and just... The, the exchange of you you need to wear the outfit why adults like it why i don't know i'll ask one like yeah <laughs> sherlock doesn't yeah. think he's an adult and just broke my little heart so yeah a lot of really good new characters but i love archie i don't even like kids but archie's just the best <laughs> just generally like i'm happy i'm glad they have new material and there's all new fan art watson's mustache <laughs> people are slashing Watson's mustache with Sherlock's mustache, and I'm just so happy. Sherlock's little drawn-on French mustache is the best. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) 
So it's like the hiatus didn't make us crazy. We were crazy all along. So, <laughs> so speaking of hiatus, I think it's time for a quick refill break. And when we get back, we are going to have some more in-depth, spoilerific talk about Sherlock. So, Yay! <laughs> The thing about Mary, she has completely turned my life around. Changed everything. But for the record, over the last few years, there are two people who have done that, and the other one is a complete dickhead. And we're back. And we're back. So, like I said, we're going to talk about spoilers for the entire third season of Sherlock. So you might want to skip this part if you, uh, again, did not <clears throat> fly to England to watch the whole thing. <laughs> uh, so anyway, probably one of the biggest things that happened this season, besides you know Sherlock coming back, even though we knew that was happening, is we got the introduction of several new characters, but one really major one. And that's Mary Morstan, who becomes Mary Watson, who, fun fact, is played by Martin Freeman's in-real-life partner. Oh, yeah. I yeah. did not know that. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you know uh, Sherlock's parents? Mm -hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch's parents. What? <laughs> they're freaking adorable. And they're all they actors. are really cute. <laughs> like, this isn't straight-up nepotism. Like, they are all actors in real life, and, like, they've all done work before, and they were available and wanted to do it. So... This is a family operation. Mm. Oh, oh! By the way, um, the young Sherlock. Yeah. That is Stephen Moffat's son. Ah, oh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Let's talk about Mary a little bit. I'm an active lurker. I am mm -hmm. really good at lurking. Uh, I don't contribute anything, but I sit and listen. And I know that the addition of Mary, even though it's completely canonical, giving John Watson a wife was troubling for a lot of people. A lot of people were nervous about her because they thought she was going to take the traditional role of. You know, it comes up in so many movies where, like, the wife is at home saying, why aren't you home more? You know, why are you running off doing cases and stuff? So people were worried that the whole Sherlock-John dynamic was going to get completely thrown apart by the addition of a love interest. Mm -hmm. And luckily it did not go that way. Um, no. So I'm thrilled. What did you guys think? I agree with you, Kristen, 100%. I was, I was a little concerned at the very beginning just because I really like the John and Sherlock dynamic. Mm -hmm. But I, I think Mary was probably one of the, my favorite parts of the season. So. And I mean, like I said, the dynamic does get challenged, but she's the biggest champion of it. Yeah, The problems totally. with the dynamic don't come from Mary. I like that scene where, uh, I think it's in the, is it the second or the third episode, I can't remember, where she makes up an excuse for both of them to go out on a case together. Uh, the second yeah. one. They're, yeah. She is planning yeah. her wedding, and she gets rid of them. Yeah. Even and though Sherlock is actively helping. He's folding all those napkins. <laughs> that was so cute. That was yeah. very cute. It I just really kind of that. happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I kind of wish we could have seen him actually folding. I just no, wanna... it's, it's funnier if we don't. I know, they just right. kind of appear, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I should have um, some okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> I also was pleasantly surprised with how they characterized Mary, because I thought it would have been, been really easy to make her sort of like the downer wife character like you were describing Kristen mm. especially because upon Sherlock's return like even the fans were like man what a dick and of <laughs> course like someone who cared about Watson a lot would be like yeah let's not talk to this strange man anymore 
and maybe you shouldn't spend time with him. But the opposite sort of happened, and I wouldn't say she's a Sherlock fan, but she's sort of, like, amused by him. And like we were saying in that second episode during the wedding planning, encourages Watson to sort of show Sherlock that the good old days aren't over, which I thought was very interesting. And I that was a continual theme of that episode that was quite great. She played a part of that. And um, I didn't see the third one, but when I saw the first two... Um, <laughs> she, she also... She also... I'm trying to remember... Uh, at least at one point in the second episode, she did come up with a key piece of information for the case as well. So uh-huh. she's she um, meets the eye. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh no, is she a, like a spy or something? Yeah, she's not Uh-oh. as evil as I was afraid they were going to make her. Let's just say that. What? Oh, I, <laughs> I take back everything. Man. She's awful. That. That's no, what no, happens no. when you don't do your homework, Rob. I, <laughs> I feel. Like a fool. Well, oh, fine. No, Everyone she's else. Still awesome. uh, yeah, no, no, no. She's it's still, not. She's yeah, I don't think you're you're feeling anything. I mean, that's a that's a perfectly fine reaction. That's what you're supposed to yeah. feel towards her. Feel at, at that, that point. point. I still fine. feel that way. I still think she's awesome. I I do too. I mean, uh, it's a little mixed. I'm I'm mostly disappointed with John for not sticking up for his BFF a little bit more. Wait, mean after being shot? Or? Yeah. Hey, Rob. Oh. Sherlock gets shot in the chest by Mary. What? <laughs> <laughs> She's an ex-CIA operative slash assassin slash now Mrs. Watson. What? Yes. That was, Why would that was a good that? reveal, though. It, it's, it's, it's unfortunate really that you have to find out here. Fuck. Because, <laughs> it is... I forget the older woman's name, but that's kind of what happens in the original story is... Uh, Sherlock and John break in, and he gets the information by proposing to uh, Mil- it's, uh, Charles Augustus Milverton in the story. It's Magnuson in this, mm-hmm. who is played by Lars Mikkelsen, who is Mads Mikkelsen's brother, and Mads Mikkelsen plays Hannibal. Anyway, more. It all comes around. Yeah, mm-hmm. and somehow is even creepier than his cannibal brother. Yeah, he is creeps. Like, maybe don't lick people's faces. That's weird. Uh. Um, so in the original story, Sherlock and John break in. They're, like, hiding behind... A curtain and they see another woman break in and be like you bastard you ruined my life and just shoot the motherfucker and so this is clearly a take on that and an embellishment of that um so that's what you know different motherfuckers wind up shooting i was actually like uh when they introduced that character i i really started to like her by like the second episode and then my big thing was because you know in this modern age of television where you basically get Font, you know, you you grow to really like characters, and then they're ripped away from you and die horrible deaths. I I, I was really worried that Moriarty was going to come back somehow, and she was going to Mary was going to get killed somehow. Like, here's this great character who's perfect mm-hmm. for Watson, and she's dead, and she's pregnant, and yeah, mm-hmm. it, well, maybe before the. I mean, this is what I like. This is I was thinking this before that revelation but oh right you know that was i'm not yeah right. you should know that rob yeah i know but, <laughs> at first i was like wait well, that sounds familiar though <laughs> like no no that one's on you yeah i'm not really familiar with the short stories and the existing characters and things like that so i i didn't know how she fit into it or if she would even be sticking around at all because as far as i knew i mean she was just a love interest that that was totally expendable because, you know, John Watson couldn't seem to catch a break anyway in this season. So 
I thought, you know, this was a character that we're meant to really become attached to and like, and then, you know, for dramatic purposes, she was she would get killed off. But I'm I'm glad that things sort of ended the way that they did. I thought they they took us for a little uh, ride with some ups and downs, and then brought it back to a nice place. Mm. You're not actually wrong. I don't know. I think the chronology is that John meets her in the course of The Sign of Four, uh, which is one of the novel-length stories. And it's very mm. sweet. Their courtship is very charming. And I think this is before the final problem, which is when Sherlock is killed. And remember, Doyle intended to actually kill him off, and it was only when he needed a little bit more cash. He was like, uh, just kidding. <laughs> so in that span of time, when Sherlock is gone, I'm pretty sure this is the chronology, John's not married anymore. And a lot of people suspect that she dies in childbirth. So, no. yeah. So when they still could take her away. Yeah, right. But especially when she, they had the pregnancy reveal in the end of episode two. People were very worried about what was going to happen in the end of episode three. So episode three wound up being not quite as traumatic as mm. it could have been, especially because like the probably the worst thing that happens in that episode is that Sherlock gets shot in the chest. Which is sad and stuff, and it's an interesting sequence. But when a character that the show is named after is yeah. mortally wounded in the middle of an episode, yeah, you know, that. you don't worry about him too much. Yeah, I I don't know. I was worried more about John. I thought, especially after the reveal, I was nervous for him because I wasn't sure how Mary was going to turn out, how much she had lied. Like, mm -hmm. at the very beginning, I thought, is her whole relationship with John just a ruse? Like, mm -hmm. was she just really only doing that to get close to, I don't know, Sherlock? I guess Sherlock was dead, so, you know, who knows? But yeah, if but, she doing that to get close to Sherlock, that just would have been the worst. Like, oh, so you don't care about John at all. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, was I nervous that he was sure. just going to flip. Shit. After that reveal, I wasn't quite sure how evil they were going to make her. Like, mm -hmm. and then you know they they sort of after that, <gasps> she's not who she says she is. It's sort of like they started to not backtrack, but you you start to see the signs that she's really just a character that's in a tough situation and not necessarily like mm -hmm. a bad a villain. So, Kristen, does A G R A <gasps> does that mean anything? I was just going to tell you. Um, okay. In The Sign of Four, Mary Morstan, who in the stories is perfectly lovely and not an assassin at all. Her father had some treasure. They're trying to find it. Again, it's the, there's a lot of exposition in that one that I might have skimmed a little bit. There's a really great boat chase scene, though. And it turns out that the treasure box is empty. And it's the treasure from Agra. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of speculation right now is that the uh, thumb drive has nothing on it. Mm. And there is some speculation. I, this would be kind of cool um slash i don't know uh that she's actually um gonna take the role of the uh sebastian moran character who was um an assassin a hired gun that uh worked with moriarty mm. so what the fuck i have yeah. to watch his third episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's worth watching yeah do you want to talk about the the very end of the third episode yeah. so yes the end of the uh the third episode, they end on kind of a weepy note. It's not really a cliffhanger, but basically Sherlock guns Magnuson down and is going to be, his, his punishment is to be sent off on like the spy mission that's basically a death sentence. He is on the plane when he gets called back because the televisions across London have been hijacked and are showing a uh, image of Moriarty and the words, miss me. 
To which I just shouted, no, go away. But yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's sure. So it's a happy ending because Sherlock is called back from his death mission because Moriarty's back and we got to deal with that. Do you think he's actually back or was that guy dead? I don't know. He looked pretty dead. (laughs) (laughs) I hope to God Uh, he's actually dead. I I hope so, too. He was not my favorite part of last season. Uh -uh. We're not Moriarty fans Um, over here. Well, can I say something? Uh, Because I rewatched... I can't. Um, (laughs) uh, I rewatched that uh, season two finale before Mm -hmm. watching because I wanted to... Refresh my memory a little bit. And maybe it's because uh, I ex- already expected to be, like, annoyed by the Moriarty depiction. But uh, it actually kind of worked. Maybe it's because I haven't seen the episodes previous, but that's definitely his strongest episode. And I don't know. That was quite a wild ride. I I wouldn't be completely disappointed if they brought him back somehow. But as Michelle said, it would be absolutely, like, fucking ridiculous to do that. Like, we saw him... We saw him, like, point-blank shoot a gun into his mouth. So, But rules rules like that don't really work for Moffat, you know? Like, I know your brain, they don't. Your brains no. can be on the ground, but it, it don't matter. You can flesh yeah. Fight Club. Well, I mean, what happened? Uh, I, I did come like, on. I did like seeing Moriarty in his mind palace mm. when he, you know, brings him back to life, essentially. I like seeing I, Moriarty I, in I the liked, first episode. In the first episode, and they kiss. Oh, oh, yeah, that was that was pretty good. I do, I do like that that theory. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you were saying. <laughs> no, I, I just I thought that depiction of him he's in the straight jacket and he's telling Sherlock that to just give in. I really liked that depiction, but that was super creepy. Hmm. I thought so. That's <laughs> good. And like, and that's in his mind palace. Like, mm-hmm. he keeps Moriarty chained up in his mind palace. What's that all about? Yeah, I, I think that they could come up with some some creative way to bring him back without, you know, cop out, without copying out and, and having him actually alive. I mean, you can, it could be some sort of copycat, some mm-hmm. somebody trying to imitate him to, to be on that level of, you know, name recognition or whatever. But, you know, I mean, I, I think in a sense, it's like, Killing off the Joker in Batman. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's the it's Sherlock's main nemesis, and I was actually really surprised when he just killed himself like that. Yeah, just, that is true. You know, like pretty, just so easy. Like, easy. And if he's as smart as he thinks he is, and Sherlock had thought of all of the thirteen different mm-hmm. outcomes, I'm sure Moriarty had thought of at least a few of them. They explained away Sherlock's death. I mean, I would think Moriarty would be capable of, of something similar but i mean i don't know who knows who knows with these shows yeah i'm hoping it's like a friend because there's like a little teaser at the end like after the credits where he does move and it's a video but like in the show it's only an image and so that's something that like a friend could have set up so that's what i'm hoping is that it's M- sebastian moran or someone similar part of his network that's still left or it's Mycroft who's just making an excuse to get Sherlock back. Well, that could be. Oh, Mycroft. I lo- oh, my God. Mycroft has been so much fun this season. I like him. Yeah, and his I tummy. do, too. And his tummy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty 
pretty sure Gatiss is just playing himself, but he's being adorable at it, so. Oh, interesting. Uh, I really like that he was in Sherlock's mind palace and sort of uh, bossing him around in that second episode. Mm-hmm. That was great. Hmm. That whole sequence was pretty good. Yeah, it was really good. You didn't like the the speech the stuff? I liked how they framed the the case around the speech, but you brought up that you didn't like that, Michelle. Oh, um, uh, yeah. I thought we were talking about the Sherlock shot scene, but I, then I realized that you hadn't seen that one. Um, you were oh, talking yeah. about the, the wedding speech. Yeah, yes. I mean, I liked it well enough. I just, I also feel like Sherlock should be smarter than me, you know? Mm-hmm. If I figure shit out before he does, there's a problem with this and the way that this is going down. And, I don't know, I it just it left me hmm. it was too long it wasn't it wasn't cohesive it, mm-hmm. it was easy to see through i mean this is that's the point where i sometimes wish that this was not 3 90 minute episodes and 9 30 minute episodes and mm-hmm. with episodes like that like i would have i just wanted right. a break you know and i think that there are certain points in the series where that really hits home, and that was that episode for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure they had to fuck with time so much in the second and third episode. There's a lot of bouncing back and forth between timelines, and I'm, like, mm. I'm not sure this is necessary, especially in the third. But in the second, I was yeah. like, it, it just felt they didn't quite connect the way that I think they were supposed to. Like the, just the, yeah. the different the cases. They they wound up coming together, but, like, as they were going, they felt too disparate. Like, they weren't even, like, thematically related. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of jarring. And I especially that episode, like, it started so strong with, like, you know, Archie and then, you know, Mary's ex and Sherlock yeah. torturing him. Like, that stuff was great. And I was cracking up. And then, like, after half an hour, that episode just drops off and I lose interest. Man, I really like that episode. <laughs> I like... I like it too. I like the whole. I I like Rob. I like the concept of it, but I I would say that the pacing was a little slow. Like, yeah, could have moved along at a little bit of a pace. Right. I I would say that, and this is personal preference, but the hour and a half thing still throws me because I don't know. I'm not used to watching really. I mean, not even a lot of movies are ninety minutes anymore. So it's like this weird in between sort of runtime that like. Uh, it's not that the stories lose steam, but at a certain point, you're like, man, is this wrapping up or what are we doing here? So <laughs> that can be a little frustrating. And I, I still feel that, too. I don't watch Sherlock enough for it to become sort of like commonplace and get used to that sort of runtime. But I would say that that's a fair point for that episode and maybe for me, any Sherlock episode. Can I ask you a question, Kristen? Yeah. Do you buy that John is really, like, as into action and adventure as Sherlock and Mary are trying to sell him? Oh, that he's, like, an adrenaline junkie? Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the other things I loved in this season is, like, badass motherfucker John. Yeah. Um, like, I did I did like it, especially in episode three where he goes and he has, like, that tire iron with him. And, oh, my God. That was so hot. Yeah. <laughs> but... I don't, I've always seen him as, like, slightly reluctantly pulled along on these things. Hmm. And I guess it makes sense, putting it all together, that he really does want that action and adventure. Especially when Mary and Sherlock are explaining it to him, like, 
you know, in Iraq and his friendship with Sherlock, his relationship with Mary. But I feel like I'm supposed to believe it, but there's part of me that's just like, oh, poor guy. Like, this sucks. <laughs> Have you seen the Guy Ritchie, Robert Downey Jr., Jude Law version? No. No. I think I tried to watch it once, and it just... It, <laughs> I don't know. I, it lost me. I, I, like, I don't think I finished it. That Watson is actually interesting because I feel I don't know if he's the most accurate because I haven't seen some of the older versions, but they get at some things that aren't usually portrayed with Watson. Like the reason he needs a roommate in the stories is because he gambled all his money away. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's also known as Three Continents Watson because he talks about his prowess with the ladies spanning multiple countries and three continents. So he's kind of a badass. Like, he's a lot more suave than kind of dorky little Martin Freeman portrays. Mm-hmm. So uh, they are trying to get back to that a little bit. So it, canonically, yes, he is a badass. And I don't know. I mean, I was just so happy with, like, him getting to be awesome. Like, in like, him mm-hmm. shouting orders at Sherlock. Uh, yeah. This whole season is, like, was a whole thing of, is it out of character or character development? Because this, mm-hmm. you know, the seasons mm-hmm. are so short that it's hard to tell if it's just, like, them developing or just changing so quickly. Yeah. Because um, Sherlock, too, is much more, like, he's a bigger asshole, but he's also much more jovial. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's been a lot of character changes this season, and they can be kind of hard to rectify in your mind unless you've watched the episodes about ten times, mm-hmm. like I have. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I get that it can be kind of, it can throw you, but I'm just, I'm happy with it, so I, I kind of yeah. go. It's That's... hard to complain too much about that. Yeah. Oh, I love uh, Shazza. Who's that? That is... Who's that the druggy That's dr- sidekick? No. That, oh. That's druggy Sherlock. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Well, he, he was going by Shazza. Mm-hmm. When he was, you know, underground or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's so cute. Oh, right. <laughs> he is very cute. Yeah, it's it, Billy is the uh, their new friend. Ah. Uh. Their new drug friend. They're just adding to their little gang of, their little Scooby gang. It's his protege. Yeah. He gets all his stuff when he dies. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that Christmas scene was very adorable. Mm-hmm. It's. I feel so bad for Sherlock, though, because, like, the, the exchange of... John going, but it's Christmas. And Sherlock goes, I know, I feel yeah. the same. Oh, you mean it's actually Christmas. And he's <laughs> so happy at first. He's like, yes, we're back together. We're on a case. And he's like, oh, you're, no, you're just being a grump. <laughs> I have one more question for you guys. The viewing has been great. And so they're going to have at least season four and they've charted out a season five. Hopefully they get it. Is there anything that you would like to see in the upcoming season? Oh, I don't know that I know enough about the canon. Doesn't to... matter. What do you want to see? <laughs> what do I want to see? Dragons. <laughs> like Daenerys, like, wow, I got really lost. And like, <laughs> that would be cool, actually. I would want to see that. I'd like to see more of Lestrade. Yes. I I really love, I don't know. I Is liked his top? character a lot more. Yeah. yeah. Oh. He's not bad what? to look at. Yeah, we right? can kill him. No! For dramatic purposes. Shut the fuck he's, up. He, he's pointless. No! You're a bastard. Yes. <laughs> you're a monster. Rob, Rob, is that an ice cream truck in the background? Yes, it is. And that's why I've been tight <laughs> lipped because I don't want you to hear it. Oh. <laughs> I haven't been saying say. anything because I've just been muted because of this bastard truck. <laughs> uh. That's not cheating, that's listening. So, yes, more Lestrade. I can back that 100%. Rupert Graves is wasted on this show. Mm-hmm. John, is there anything that you would want to see? 
in reading uh, reading up on the Wikipedia about uh, just the general the Sherlock novels, it seems that there's a little bit of a martial arts edge to Sherlock. Mm-hmm. It would be cool to see some of that. You know, like a little bit more of a <laughs> fighting Sherlock. We got badass John. Let's get some badass Sherlock. Yeah. Yeah. Rob, is there anything you'd want to see? I want to see a couple of things. I want to see another, like, nemesis character. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to be Moriarty, but I do know that Rogue's that is, dead. like, the big bad guy for Sherlock Cannon. But, you know, someone else maybe from the from the stories might fit the bill. I'm not familiar with them. What was the other thing? Oh, and I've only read a couple of the short stories, but I do remember that there was, maybe it's because... It, you know, it's sort of in olden times, but I remember when they took a case, they'd usually have to, like, travel a little bit, and maybe they'd stay on, like, in the state mm-hmm. as they were hired by the clients. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to see, like, maybe, like, kind of a bottle episode where they're together, maybe not walk in a room, but, like, on a property or something, and... I think I read a fanfic like that once or two uh, times. That, that's not what I mean. Oh, that's what I mean. Oh, I gotta go and sully it. <laughs> but uh yeah so i guess what i'm saying is i want a sherlock bottle episode where it's it's more the two two of them you know during the case but some of the i feel like some of the tension in some of the episodes is is kind of sucked away by the fact that you know there's it's sort of sort of open in the fact that they can keep returning to baker street and they help they have always the cops to support them and there's you know mycroft and so forth but i really want to see them with with their wits alone and maybe some kung fu but <laughs> you know it's with a little kung fu. And, uh, yeah, so that would be cool. You probably should watch the uh, Hound episode. I told you to skip it for time's sake. Yeah, you did, yeah. I yeah, that go. is kind of a little bit of a bottle episode. I was going to say that perhaps I missed an early episode like this. but I mean, they have more resources yeah. than you're probably talking about. It's not quite as like isolated as like the Speckled Band. Right, the that's the one I... Yeah. Yes, that's the one I... What the, I want them to do Speckled Band. Yeah, basically. basically. <laughs> I want more Molly. We had awesome Molly this season, but I always want more because she's my queen. I love her. And for Big Bads, I want them to do The Illustrious Client, which has Baron... Oh, I can't pronounce this. Gruner? Gruner? It's an Austrian name. And he basically... He's a lot like Magnuson Milverton, but he just... They, they just imply a lot of nefarious stuff that he gets up to, and he keeps a diary of the things he does, and apparently it's horrifying. Since these were Victorian stories, they don't really get into it. They just let you imagine Mm -hmm. what horrible stuff he's been doing. But vitriol is involved in his downfall. Basically a vial full of acid. So, Mm -hmm. hell yeah. I want that. They've alluded to the illustrious client, but hopefully that's not the end that we're going to hear about that particular story. Because that is another Mm -hmm. really good big bad on the level, I would say, of Milverton. So... That's what I'm hoping for. More Molly, more Lestrade, and yeah, some some more Kung Fu, some more cool bad guys. I think that's a reasonable list. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So with that, I think we are going to get another refill, and then we're going to be back to finish up our talk with Sherlock and our Geek of the Week. Yeah. Be your beat. Coming. Where? your wife to be safe yeah of course i do good because this is going to be incredibly dangerous one false movement would have betrayed the security of the united kingdom and be in prison for high treason magnuson is quite simply the most dangerous man we've ever encountered and the odds are comprehensively stacked against us but it's christmas 
I feel the same. Oh, you mean it's actually Christmas? Did you bring your gun as I suggested? Why would I bring my gun to your parents' house for Christmas dinner? Is it in your coat? Yes. Off we go then. And we're back. So we are going to round out our Sherlock discussion with some final thoughts. So just anything you want to add about what you thought this season, because there's a whole lot of random crap going on. So just anything you want to shout out to, uh, things that you liked, things that you had problems with. And we're going to start with Rob on this one. Rob, final thoughts. Oh, goody. As I say before, I'm a casual Sherlock fan, but <laughs> I, I have been talking to Kristen, who's a very diehard fan, and she's, as she's mentioned, uh, a little on the fence about a lot of the new sort of things that they've been trying, especially with the tone, and, and as Kristen says, it's much more in Sherlock's perspective rather than Watson's, and I would say that the show's wackier and funnier than uh, it has been in the past, and I would understand, I, I, I told Kristen, like, as a casual fan, watching this, I love it. But if this was happening to, like, my favorite show, if this was happening to, like, Mad Men right now, I'd be losing my mind. So I understand <laughs> where some of the frustration is coming from in terms of, hey, what did you do to my show? Like, we had fun with this on the internet for a while, and now that seems to be maybe, like, leaking into the actual writing of the episodes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that... I would say, even though I understand that that would be disappointing, I like it. I understand that they're, they're playing fast and loose with the tone and sort of, you know, logic, which we know Moffat loves to do, but also with, with the characters and, and what they can sort of get away with. That's kind of good. Like, the last episode of The Wire is sort of like that. I, would also, I was also reminded of, like, later seasons of The X-Files watching this new uh, Sherlock season because... That sort of changed focus from, like, the cases and then made it more about, like, relationship stuff. And a lot of times, like, in a funny way. And that annoyed the hell out of me because that was X-Files was my favorite show before it made that change. So, as a casual fan, I'm enjoying it, but I do feel for some of the rage that I've heard about from Sherlock fans. I hope, I, I mean, I hope sort of maybe, like, they'll get it out of their system a little bit because of the hiatus. Maybe they felt like, you know, right, maybe these scripts spent too much time in the writing room before they, you know, were executed. That could happen. Remember when Family Guy came back? It was really weird for like a season. Anyway, I'm rambling about a lot of different t TV shows. I like it, but I would not be disappointed if they got sort of like hard nose and grittier again and focus on the cases. Mm. There you go. Well said. John, final thoughts. I think that this season has caused a rediscovery. I'm really into it, and I think that it's really made me a fan of it. Where now I'm now I'm really looking forward to more episodes. And you know, I understand that it's going to be a while until we see a season four, but still, I think it's something that I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm probably definitely going to go back and rewatch the earlier seasons and earlier episodes. And I think it's one of those shows that does a really great job at striking a balance between a serious story and really well-written humor without being, like, silly. Because a lot of times when you're dealing with humor, things get silly and sometimes you cross that line and the show loses integrity a little bit. But I think I really like the way that they have the, the humor going. And, you know... I'm a casual fan too, so I, I'm not really privy to I don't know some of the things if it if it has gone off the rails a little bit in the minds of Sherlock fans. I'm not really aware of it, and it's it's not something that bothers me. But I mean, I am I am definitely a Sherlock fan now. Yay! That makes so, me so happy. 
thumbs up. <laughs> Yay! Michelle, final thoughts? I loved seeing all of the different alternative ways that Sherlock survived the fall. But I... I, I Darren Brown. Huh? Darren Brown. And he's... Uh, Sorry, he's he's a he's sort of a, a famous British illusionist. Who's a can't never mind. Okay. In, in, in the first, <laughs> I realized I was the only one that sort of knows who Darren. No, no, I, I didn't know until I read. Um, in the first, uh, like reveal of how he did it, because they fake us out with a bunch of different reveals. Oh, with the guy and the he hypnotist was, like, sleep. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a famous guy. That's like if um, like David Copperfield or something. Okay. Or right. David- yeah, yeah. Yeah, so people in England were like, ah, it's that guy. Like, for Americans, it's like, who? It's like, oh, yeah. Just random hypnotist guy, yeah. but he's actually famous. Oh, cool. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I that was one of my favorite parts of the wait was our speculation of mm-hmm. what had happened. And I think that was a cool nod to the fans for them to see their theory enacted on film. And I really wish that Moffat would do that with Doctor Who, because there are some things that I totally think would be better than what happened this past season, but I digress. I think that this was a good season. I think that people who maybe gave up or found that they were not as interested in Sherlock in the past, maybe in the past season, should really go back and give it a try. In particular, the first and the third episodes, I think, are really worthwhile and really worth watching. So I hope that people give it another try if they have given up on it. And I hope that people who haven't watched the episodes watch them. That is lovely, and I hope it brings more back into the fold, even though they are counter-programming Sherlock against the Super Bowl, which sucks. (laughs) It's like... Man. Yeah. I watch it Mondays anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It is going to be online. It's just, you know, if someone's like, hey, maybe I'll tune into the last episode of Sherlock. Oh, wait, the Super Bowl's on. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, who needs to see Peyton Manning's stupid red forehead anyway? <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> red forehead? Yeah, did you ever, You oh, we were watching the game, he takes off his helmet, the thing's like, oh, oh Peyton Manning. Oh, it's because of the probably the pressure the helmet's putting on right? i know but he has this huge forehead it's like james vanderbeek of football yeah 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 it's a five head <laughs> little twerpy manning brother <laughs> pat's fan i'm not bitter so where to begin i'm a super fan and so i've been kept nice and busy during the hiatus watched the uh, fan art go from tuna lock to 50s greaser lock to ballet lock which is canon now Sherlock used to be a dancer there were a lot of these episodes there's so much to think about and i definitely like each day that they came out, I would wind up watching it two more times and I still could not... I couldn't tell you how I felt about it. But it's going to take so much for me to hate this show. <laughs> it, like, it, it would have to, like, really go off the rails. So I am... That's how I am with Doctor Who. Yeah. I'm a big fan. And so some of the nods to fandom, I felt... I feel like there should be a separation there. Like, you do your show, we'll do our thing, and never the twain shall meet. Because especially coming from... The creators, it feels like mockery a little bit. Like some yeah. of the, like especially like Anderson's freak out at the end of the first episode. Like it's not inaccurate, but when it's coming from the creators, it feels like mocking. So mm-hmm. I wasn't crazy. I mean, it's fun, but also I I also don't have. There's not a lot of love lost for Moffat because I'm not a Whovian, and just some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth in interviews is just horrifying. So yeah. I don't ha- I don't trust him that much, and that's something I realized during the hiatus. So now there's kind of like this 
separation between me and the creators where I'm like, I feel like they have something to prove at this point because I know about them, which sucks. Like, I wish I didn't know that about them. But like I said, I love this show. I love, you know, the work that Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman are doing. The, the acting is still spectacular and I still love Molly and she got a lot. I mean, she's really one of my favorite characters and she got a lot of really great scenes yeah. this season. And so uh, of the minor characters, she's my favorite. So I'm just thrilled. So yeah, there's, there's some weird moments, but on the whole, I still love the show. It's still my favorite show. And I'm glad it's bringing, you know, more people are getting enthusiastic about it. So I'm happy and I will now sit back and wait again. How long, how long was it? It's going to be three between... years again, is it? Um, it was only two years. That's it felt fun. like a million. Um, yeah. Hopefully fuck. it won't because this time around we don't have The Hobbit to get in everyone's way. Because that's really what hung us up is, you know, two main uh... actors had to go to New Zealand and film a Hobbit trilogy. They're getting tons of work, but still they, they should be able to fit that in around shooting Sherlock. So people are projecting the end of this year. So, we'll see. Hmm. Here's That'd hoping. They should just hurry up and do them before. Well, are they going to be big movie stars? I don't know, because, I mean, Sherlock, or Sherlock, oh my god. Bandit Cumberbatch <laughs> is in a lot of movies this year, but he, he was... He had a lot of shots this year, but... He was a minor character in some. Like, he's not in August Osage County or 12 Years a Slave very long, like five minutes in each movie. And the fifth yeah. estate was not good. Fifth Estate was not good, and I don't know, like, Into Darkness seemed to, like, fade from the zeitgeist pretty fast. But, I mean, he was generally called the best part of that movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, true. I, I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be. I oh, think yeah, he's great, sure. and I love Martin Freeman as well, but I'm just saying, they're I don't know, it's one of the... stars, but they're going to get work. Yeah, uh, it's just a curious point, because Cumberbatch was in, like, a billion things this year. Yeah. Played a great dragon. <laughs> that was probably Played, the best role. He uh, did the great capture. dragon. He did the motion yes, capture. Yes, rolled the around on that bed like nobody's business. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> There's uh, 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 All right, on that note, we're going to end this episode the same way we end every episode with our Geek of the Week. A time we can talk about what we've been watching, reading, playing, doing, etc. And so we're going to start that with Michelle. Michelle, what have you been up to? So I don't know that this is particularly geeky, but Downton Abbey is awesome this season. <laughs> Another PBS airing show. It's great. It's going darker than the show has ever been with yeah. some of the storylines. I'm really enjoying it. So a new Maleficent trailer dropped. I don't know if anybody else watched it mm -hmm. with the oh. on a dream. Not yet. Sung but, by uh, Lana Del Rey. Yeah. I thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's some backstory. There's history. Yeah. Uh, Never mind. Okay. Went to my high school. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. huh. And that's all we're going to say about it. <laughs> you mean she just went to the same school that you went to? Or like you went time. to the same we're school? We're in the same grade. We're the same age. Oh, ah. shit. Yeah. I knew that. Yep. So, yeah. whatever age she gives you, I'm just letting you know. That's <laughs> well, all right then. Yeah. Anyway, it's a good song, though. I like her. I like her take on it. Yeah, I like her I music, which I yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a point of great shame. It's not bad. It's not, yeah, it's not shame even. I I don't know. I just make you feel guilty about it. You make me feel guilty about it, and there's there's like some Lana Del Rey hatred in the atmosphere, on the web. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. 
Michelle, you were music. saying. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think that. I think I, I think I said my piece. I'm was it sorry. good? No, wait. Was the trailer good? The trailer was good. There's a weird angle where Maleficent. You know how when she in the story makes her vines, apparently she makes a vine army. So there's like this big fight scene between all of the king's men. It looks like from a neighboring kingdom and like these vine monster things, which I think might be going a little bit mm-hmm. way too far, actually. But the trailer itself was good. The little human moments where she like breaks and smiles. Yeah, those were those chilling were. and awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Angelina Jolie looks fantastic. Like this is a good marriage of actress and mm-hmm. role. So yeah, I'm glad you like it because I'm excited for that one too. John, what have you been up to recently? This week we had the latest issue of Batman come out. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, Damn it, John. You don't like it? Uh, Rob oh, and I actually talked about this briefly. Oh, yeah. I did. I did. Let's see, it's 27, so I think this is like the seventh issue of an 11-issue run in this uh, zero year. So it's kind of in a place where it's slowing down a little bit. And, you know, maybe some of the momentum that Scott Snyder has had is slowing down a little bit. I think that this latest issue, it sort of it picked up and I, I kind of dug it, but it is a little bit slow. It's slower than some of Scott Snyder's writing has been. So it's still good. I mean, it's always a book that I buy the day it comes out. And I always say, I mean, it's it's the book that I look forward to the most every month. So um, I'm still digging it. Greg Capullo is still crushing it on the art. So I don't know. It's just a book that I love to death. And I, I still, I think it's still going pretty well. But I would not totally disagree with some of the criticisms that people have. Like Rob. I see. Should I go? <laughs> you should go, because I think you have the same okay. one. Well, I'll, t- I'll talk briefly about issue 27 of Batman Zero Year. I was a huge fan of Snyder and Capullo's earlier arcs, and even the beginning of Zero Year. This is sort of like a second segment of it, like John was saying. And this one, it's not working as well for me. They're extremely talky. Like, they're very dense with text. Every page, almost every page. And it's all, like, character monologue stuff there was a big one from gordon this issue there was another one which was sort of like an argument between bruce and gordon in the issue previous and then they both end the same way which is batman goes to like a mysterious locale and ends up being a trap so they're almost feel like the same issue snyder's been so strong in the past that sort of befuddling what is actually going on here but i know he has it planned out and i know He's doing some Riddler stuff right now, which is usually my favorite, but it's just taken forever to get there. And the stuff that, you know, it's it's a Batman origin story, so the stuff that they're sort of quote-unquote reinventing aren't really, like, earth-shattering. They're sort of stuff we're sort of there to begin with. They just sort of explain in a different way. So, I don't know, this has been kind of a disappointment compared to Court of Owls and Death of the Family. So, I'm going to keep reading, because uh, Riddler is going to be in the next issue, I hope. <laughs> and uh wasn't this supposed to be a riddler arc yes no, there was no, michelle no. there was and and then for whatever reason he just disappeared for like three months and and twenty dollars later oh <laughs> yeah they're coming. they're coming winter is coming just winter just is coming yeah so yeah so that's that and uh let me briefly just say that i've been watching true detective which i was one of my items on the 2014 i can't wait 
And it's awesome. It's like one of the best TV things I've watched in a very, very long time. It's on HBO, so I guess it's sort of limited who it can reach. But I recommend it to everyone. It's like a existential murder mystery in like the Deep South and has like a very healthy Flannery O'Connor sort of streak like right down the middle of it and she's my very favorite so man it is amazing and uh, they just uh, renewed it for a second season it was just supposed to be an eight episode miniseries because it's got McConaughey and Harrelson and they're they're movie stars so I don't know if they're coming back for the second year it might be like an anthology thing like they'll have new detectives in another season I don't know what they're going to do but uh, it's been so successful that they're going to try and make it go longer. So I'm all for that, and I recommend it to everyone who likes awesome stuff. In the tragedy of our time, Mm -hmm. my parents have HBO. Yeah. But they're not computer literate. So when I said HBO Go, they went, what's that? Oh, Oh, you you just got to go over there and set it up for them. You got to get over there and set it up. I should have done that at Christmas. Yeah, I'm going to travel upstate. Like, I'm just going to hook up your HBO and then just write this password down and later... Um, <laughs> yeah, all she needs to do is call the cable company and have them give her a password, and then she's good. <gasps> she doesn't even need to do anything. Just <gasps> twenty minute conversation. What? Twenty minutes. Twenty well, minutes. It, that's how long it is to get in touch with your cable company. Fair enough, but you're in hold for fifteen. She can like. <laughs> hey, mom, is work slow today? <laughs> do you, does does she love you, Kristen? think so yeah, yeah. Does, does she hbo love me though yeah yeah that's the question <laughs> does she love me enough to give me her hbo <laughs> uh, do you does HBO anyone love, love anyone that much well apparently mm. everyone loves mm. everyone that much because I everyone i know who has hbo go has it from a relative yeah yeah i think there was a like college humor video that's going around that basically like everyone is calling someone for their password and it winds up going to obama and he's like oh and he winds up calling like his mom like there's five people who are subscribed to hbo and one of them is my mom so she's the original subscriber so i i talked about bsi weekend the last podcast we were on how i met a lot of cool sherlockians i met some sherlockians that work at the museum of natural history and so they got me in there and we went to the exhibit that is on poisons so y'all better watch out and don't accept any drinks from me. Um, that's not what the exhibit was on, but it was mostly like animals, some of which were actually living. So we didn't tap on the glass too hard. Um, but then they took us up to their office and there were some specimens lying around. And basically the quote of the night was, oh, here's some bones. Don't worry. Those aren't human bones. We keep those over here. So yeah, we got to be in the presence of a lot of old artifacts and stuff. So that was super cool. And so that's my Geek of the Week. Is Awesome. Yeah. It's super creepy in there. <laughs> Just like these old stacks where it's like, we want to set a murder mystery here. Anyway, that's about it for this episode. So now we're going to do a round of uh, where you can find us online. So Michelle, where can we find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Tracing Rays. And John? On Twitter, at DrawTheStory. And Rob? You can find me at HeroesAreBoring. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at NeroesLiar. You can also find the podcast on Twitter at TISB Podcast. Uh, and, oh, crap. I'm so woefully unprepared for our new website. It's TisbyCast.com. T-I-S-B-C-A-S-T.com. Yes, That's our new brand spanking new 
podcast website. So find us there and then links to the Tumblr, our Facebook, again, back to our Twitter page. It's just a feedback loop of all the internet places that we inhabit. So that's where you can find us online. And as usual, just like Jeffrey, I have no idea how to end this episode, except the one thing I forgot to say, which is meat dagger. I thought that Molly wasn't dating a psychopath, and then he said, meat dagger. (laughs) (laughs) This is serious business. That's what happens when you don't do your homework, Rob.